Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. This is Gina Warfel and I have my amazing co-host, Johnny Crony, with me today. Yes. <laughs> we wanted to flip the script today and just throw everyone off and have me intro today. And we're here with an amazing guest. Can uh, I just say Dan- why yes. though, really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was telling Gina, we're just goofing up. I'm so tired of hearing my voice on the podcast. So Gina, let's just have you do it. Let's hear more of you. So I want to take a seat back and not hear myself. <laughs> And so continue introing our guest today. This is going to be a really good topic. Go ahead. Yeah, this is going to be great. I think the listeners are going to love this topic because whenever we get to the hormone section, everyone is like, oh man, their mouths are salivating for hormones. Like whenever we talk about hormones, they're like, help. What would you guess? What percentage of listeners cannot wait for more information on hormones? I think all of them. All of them. Probably (laughs) all of them. At least 75% at least. So I guess it's not all but a lot. Just, people just want to feel good. And unfortunately, hormones are just those little like demons in our bodies that make us feel really amazing or really terrible, you know? And so we all just want to cut to hormones. We want to say, what is the solution to hormones? And it's like, oh, actually, you got to look upstream. And so you and I constantly talk about the upstream processes. So when we actually zero in on hormones, people are like, yes, finally. And yeah. So this is one of those yeah. episodes. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a good one today. We have Dr. Annie Savage with us, and she is an expert in women's health. She's a naturopathic doctor, and she focuses on balancing women's hormones naturally. So we're going to talk about how to have a period-free system and her four pillars of health. So welcome, Dr. Annie Savage. It's great to have you here. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Go ahead, Annie. Introduce yourself. Tell us all about you and how you got into hormones. Just give us the whole spiel, your story, How'd we get here? your journey. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. So I'm a naturopathic doctor. Like you said, I came into naturopathic medicine based off my own health journey, which is the case for so many naturopathic doctors. I myself had a horrible, horrible period growing up. When I was a teenager, I would get hormonal migraines. I would throw up. I would lay in a dark room in the fetal position. It was as bad as you can kind of make your period. And I didn't have any success with getting treatment or kind of figuring out what the problem was. And I always was like, well, this doesn't make sense. I can't be made to fall apart every month. Mm So I I can't be made (laughs) to fall apart every month. Like this isn't normal, right? No. And it's, it's something that now in practice, I hear so many women say like, Oh, this is just me. This is just how it is. Like I'm like this. My friends are like this. Ugh. Let's yeah. not normalize you know what I mean? it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 90% I think that's a of big one with periods. With yeah. periods in particular, I think a lot of women are like, yeah, I get cramps. I get really bad PMS or I get these, you know, hormone swings, but you know, that's just a part of my cycle. As women, we've really been told that we've been lied to kind of over and over again. And now it's so common that we all assume it's normal because we have it and everybody else has, has these symptoms. Right. So it does seem very normalized. But it's not. That's my whole like purpose in life is to spread that word and spread that message because 
imagine if you didn't fall apart every month. Imagine if your energy felt consistent or you felt good. Your mood was stable, right? Because a big thing for women is just mood and libido and it's just miserable. Like they have Mm -hmm. to plan their month around their menstrual cycle. And we shouldn't have to do that. We should just be able to learn. Another thing I kind of want to interject is if we are normalizing unbalanced hormones and we have this imbalance because it's inflammation, like unbalanced hormones just provokes more inflammation, right? And if anyone knows anything about the Dutch test, you know about the OH estrogen, right? And if you have more, I think of the OH4 than the OH2 that drives up certain cancers. And so if you just normalize unbalanced hormones over years, potentially decades, you're just setting yourself up for potential hormone-driven cancers. And so let's Mm -hmm. not do that. Let's not. You should maybe explain that a little bit more because I think that when you just threw out the four OH and all the OHs (laughs) and it went over probably about 90% of people's heads who they're listening, but they're like, wait, you said what is related to cancer? Maybe just explain that a little bit before we move on. I don't want to get too hung up on it, but I know people are like, what? (laughs) Do you want to explain that really quick? Do you do Dutch testing at all? I do. I don't do it all the time, but I, yeah, I can give a quick overview of that. So our liver is the most important organ, in my opinion, (laughs) in our body, because it is metabolizing all of our excess hormones. It's breaking those, that excess estrogen down that we no longer need into smaller pieces in different forms. And then it is meant to be packaged up in the intestines, end up in our solid waste and get out of our body. What you just described was when we're under different conditions of an inflammatory response, we get more of those, we'll say, bad versions of estrogen. Mm -hmm. If that's maybe abstract, and most people know about good and bad cholesterol. So think of good and bad estrogen. We have different Mm -hmm. forms of it in our body. So under these inflammatory processes, conditions, we get more of that bad estrogen higher in our body hanging around. And then if you add in gut health or indigestion, constipation, you are keeping more of those toxins, increasing that inflammatory load and increasing that bad estrogen in our body. So over time, what you're alluding to is that this is how we get closer and closer to disease processes as we age, which when you look at functional medicine, their hosts, they're, you know, those doctors who are speaking on it, like Dr. Mark Hyman talks a lot about inflammation leading to chronic disease and stress leading to chronic disease. And these are very, very controllable things. They're manageable. And unfortunately, the way we tend to live in our society is to ignore that and just kind of brush over it and accept all of these symptoms that we again normalize because so many people have them as, oh, it's fine. It's normal. It's just low energy. No big deal. Everyone has low energy, Mm -hmm. but do they? (laughs) Should Mm we? No. Yeah. So that is one of the reasons that we should kind of backtrack all of this because we don't need to age poorly. We don't need to feel bad. Women entering their mid forties, fifties, going into menopause, they're essentially like, oh, that day's going to suck. It's going to I'm going to just have all these symptoms. They're Mm -hmm. literally sitting there counting down their good days for the storm that's about to happen, but it doesn't have to. And especially if we can jump way forward. And I mean, my world would be ideally teach young girls what your hormones are doing, what is happening, Mm -hmm. how the body works. And yes, we need to include men in that because 
those poor souls have no idea what's wrong with that. Most women don't know what's wrong with them. Why would a man? We need this conversation to be open for just the more education we have about ourselves and how our body works, the more we know. I love it. And if we stop telling teenage girls like, oh yeah, welcome to womanhood. This is it. Yeah, like, just go on birth control. <laughs> exactly. like, just, just cover all that junk up with more synthetic hormones. No big deal, right? Like, yes, so and that's, it's something I accidentally see with the birth control conversation. In my opinion, yes, ideally, if we can avoid it, let's do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not anti-birth control by any means. It does work for some women, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the fact nowadays that it's kind of just given out like candy, like, oh, you have acne, here's birth control. Oh, you're sad, here's birth control. Oh, you got cramps, birth control. It's just, it's not an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking in synthetic hormones. Sorry, I'm, I'm very pro informed consent, right? And they are mm-hmm. not informing these people that this is going to lead to long term health ramifications. I remember back in 2018, I was reading some cancer conference notes, and they were saying that the research was showing that birth control increases your risk of breast cancer by 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. No doctor is prescribing birth control saying, hey, by the way, this could increase your chances of breast cancer by 30 to 40%. Yeah. Do you still want to take this? right? Like no one is having these conversations. Hey, not even that, that serious. It's a disrupting your gut microbiome. So then you get constipation, diarrhea, weight gain, and you feel like crap, not to mention Mm -hmm. it drops your testosterone. You have no libido and you don't even want to have sex. Right. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't even have to go as far as cancer. We can go as like tomorrow, you're going to feel like a different person potentially. Are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. And lots of women, especially when you're put on it at such a young age, you or I, I shouldn't say everybody, I did not have the awareness of who I was to then be like, oh, I'm acting completely differently and like a crazy person. My mom was like, we got to go to the doctor. You're, this isn't normal. So like, thank God I had that. I interrupted you saying that you're having hormonal imbalances and then we kind of went on a tangent. I still want to hear more of your story. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I was just like, oh my gosh, what you said was so profound. Let's keep talking about that. But yes, I keep that's okay. you, you didn't want to feel um, like you were this different person for, you know, yeah. so, so go ahead. So yeah, that's my story. I had horrible period. I had these hormonal migraines where I would have to take Midol, Tylenol and Advil together to oh function. God. So that's wow. horrible for your body, of course. Like, don't ever do that. I don't know how I didn't crash my liver at the time, wow. but that's how I survived. And then when I was in my early 20s, this was still going on. You know, I went to multiple doctors who were just like, "Mm, don't know. Like they just didn't ask me any questions. They didn't. There was no, why is this girl getting migraines? It was more like, here's something to make it stop. And my innate self is always, well, why is it happening? Like, there's got to be a reason. My body's doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I was in my early 20s, I had a doctor try to give me a migraine medication to take every single day. And I was like, no, I'm 20. I don't need that doesn't make sense to me. So I went to down this rabbit hole. I had always been very interested in science and nutrition. Like I always wanted to be a doctor. I'll, I thought I wanted to be a medical doctor, though. And then I went on this whole research hole of nutrition and Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and just all these different types of care that are out there that I didn't know existed. And I actually just discovered naturopathic medicine like on a website. And for me, it was this kind of light bulb aha moment of East meets West, science meets art, just all of it together was Mm -hmm. like, that's me. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So I immediately started working with a naturopathic doctor. I was her 
receptionist assistant did, you know, whatever she wanted me to in her office. And I had said to, I explained to her these migraines I would get because they would take me out. And she was like, oh, are you on birth control? And I said, yeah, I am. And she said, oh, okay, you need a B complex because it's depleting your B vitamins as it's metabolizing. And I was like, oh, okay. So I tried that and I like never got a migraine. <laughs> I, I don't think I got a hormonal migraine again. So to me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's that simple. It's just what's lacking in the body, what's out of balance. And can I and interject I really fast? Absolutely. Like- you know, with your doctor saying go on birth control and whatnot. And then there's probably listeners that are like, why didn't our doctor tell us about B vitamins? Because it's not their job, right? I want people (laughs) to keep realizing like doctors are not nutritionists. They don't know anything about nutrition. If you want information about drugs and medicines, yeah, go talk to your doctor, right? But if you want information about a holistic approach to healing your body, they're going to be absolutely clueless. You would get more information from like your pet dog than you would like a doctor. Like they just don't know. Some of them will go out of their way and learn a little bit, but those doctors are very few and far between. And so I love that you bring this up and you're like, yeah, just like that depletes B vitamins. Like what are other depletions that are happening as your doctors are putting you on these medications? They're and not can we, can we also say too, that we're yourself. speaking, we're speaking doctors in the conventional world, right. not necessarily mm-hmm doctors of naturopathic medicine who do look for the root cause, they do the research. So we're not speaking on necessarily all doctors, but traditionally in the conventional model is focused on medicines. Yes. Thank you, Gina. Yeah. Always clarifying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I always try to also make a point. It's, I don't really, I never want it to be a fight between like medical doctors, naturopathic doctors in a perfect world. All of us work together in this integrated Mm -hmm. setting but the reality is conventional medical doctors are taught one hour of nutrition. They're, yes. Like you said, they're literally not taught nutrition. Right. They're also not taught that the body can heal itself. Yes. They're not given that type of information. They're taught symptom diagnosis medication. Mm-hmm. And that works in some cases. And like, thank God for emergency medicine and surgeries and, and all of those things. Of course, we absolutely need it. Right. But in what we're kind of discussing, we're not at a diagnosis. We're at a person with a whole bunch of symptoms that doesn't show up on a lab piece of paper. And that's why all of these women, most women are like, I don't understand. I feel horrible. I have all these symptoms. My doctor did tests. They said I'm okay. So I must be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, not really. (laughs) That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, where this huge disconnect is lying as well. Because in our conventional system, those medical doctors really aren't taught this way of thinking or treating. Plus, I'm in Canada. They're literally not given the time. They're not paid like that. The entire system is not set up for them to treat in this way. And that's the reality of it. And unfortunately, that means you and I, all of us need to invest in our own health and not rely on this system, this government system or insurance system or whatever it is. Because... Mm -hmm frankly, it doesn't have your best interests. If you're happy feeling the way you feel, I mean, that's your prerogative. But if you're sitting there saying I'm not, then it's also your responsibility to seek out what you need. 
You know, it's interesting when it comes to, and my whole point in saying all of this is just keep everyone in their boxes, right? Like doctors with medicine, they're really good with that, but just realize that's their scope of practice. I just recently hired my second nurse practitioner in our clinic. And it's interesting just hearing their stories, right? You know, when you're interviewing them and then they're working in a holistic setting and, you know, she's going to be kind of like our hormones nurse practitioner work with people with hormones and, you know, bioidentical hormones and whatnot, but she's having to do a lot of research outside of her training, right? on all this holistic realm. And what's interesting is she was saying, you know, she was a nurse for 16 years and she wanted to help people more. So she became a nurse practitioner. But what she realized was she was actually more bound to rules and protocols becoming a nurse practitioner because there's more liability and there's not a lot of leeway for critical thinking as a a medical professional anymore. She says, you have to Mm -hmm. follow protocols and guidelines. You can't use your deductive reasoning and come to a conclusion and then prescribe that. You literally have to follow guideline by guideline by guideline. And she says, I don't like that anymore. Doctors used to be able to have a little bit more leeway to use their judgment and make calls, but now you can't do that anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just more stringent, more strict, more drugs. And she was tired of it. She's like, I don't like that. I feel very bound. I feel like my hand are tied all the time, you know, and even though I critically think in a certain way and I want to recommend something else, I am legally and, and I put in air quotes, ethically bound to do it in this way, because that's what protocol calls for. That's what textbook calls for. That's what big pharma calls for really, you know, and their training and whatnot. And so it's just really interesting. And as consumers of the medical system, we just need to be aware of it. You know, there's not like, ah, we're so angry at it. Just realize it is what it is, you know, and it serves us when we need it. Like, if you need an antibiotic because you have bacterial, you know, you have pneumonia or something like you need an antibiotic. But when it comes mm-hmm. to all the our obscure hormonal imbalances, just realize there's not a lot of answers in the medical circle. So we have to seek other people and other resources of information to really figure it out ourselves. So people like you, Dr. Annie, who had like homeopaths and, you know, other people that are looking for the root cause. Anyways, so you became a naturopath. So you, the, yes. the light bulb went off and you're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I became a naturopathic doctor. I went to Arizona for school. Down there is where I met my business partner, who she's also Canadian. And she's the reason why I'm in Vancouver. She said, hey, come to Vancouver, open a practice. And I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds fun. And we ended up in this women's health space because we started to do girls nights. So we're also obviously both women. So we understand this stuff kind of firsthand. Megan helps treat her mom in through her menopause era as well. So it just, it happened very naturally. We started these girls nights as free talks for women. We'd provide appetizers. We'd sit, we'd talk about conversations like we're having right now and just give them a different option for treatment if that's what they were looking for. And so we became very much women's health hormones, which really includes, it starts in gut health, if we're honest. So (laughs) people either come to us for hormones or gut health or skin. It's all the same thing to me. We're, I'm looking at everything, no matter what, in that first visit, we have an hour with you. So I'm asking you like a hundred questions. Anyway, I'm getting all the information that I can to make sure that there's not something else that we're missing. Obviously everything is connected in our body. So we can't just ignore something. <laughs> it, everything matters to me. It's, I always refer to it as a constellation of symptoms. And when women come in with like six chief concerns, I always sit down and say, this might scare you or you might be worried that you have six 
things that you're really, really worried about. But honestly, they're all connected and we'll fix a couple of things and you'll be fine. And they're like, oh, good to know. Because mm-hmm. those symptoms to you, to the person experience them, feel overwhelming. It feels like, oh my God, I have so many things wrong with me. Like, what's going on? Am I really sick? And like at the end of the day, not necessarily. When it comes down to the root cause of what's going on, we can address those few things and those that constellation goes away relatively quickly. I love it. So there are four pillars, the four things that you focus mm-hmm. on when it comes to hormone health. Let's start with the, the first one and explain to us why that is your number one. Number one. So number one is detoxification. Like I mentioned, I think the liver is the coolest organ in the body. That's part of our digestive system and our detoxification pathway. So that's where we're starting. When we have people come in and they're talking about their hormone symptoms, and then we say, okay, like we go through all of that picture. And then we say, all right, but tell me about your digestion. Almost always we have someone saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, I get bloated pretty much every day. I gain and lose this five to 10 pounds of water weight or puffiness, or I'm very constipated, or I have alternating constipation, diarrhea, all any of those symptoms, signs, they're really telling me that you're not even absorbing and getting the nutrients you're eating. So even if you ate this 100% perfect whole foods, lovely diet, you're not even getting all the nutrients and all the good things you're putting in your body because something is wrong at that point of entry at step one, which is your digestion. Mm -hmm. So that's where we want to look first to reduce that inflammation, improve your digestion, and then supporting those detoxification pathways. And that's your liver. Your liver is breaking everything down, removing all those toxins, Like I said, with the estrogen, it's packaging it up, putting it back in your intestines and hopefully getting it out of your body. The thing about your body is that it's just so smart. It's so efficient. It's trying to keep you alive and do its best its job. So it's really up to us to be providing it with the correct tools. And when we're constipated and there's toxins and solid waste stuck in our system, our body will then say, okay, something's wrong here, but I have to do something with the toxins. So it will actually pull those toxins out and then put them in your fat cells. Do you think your body is going to release fat if your fat cells have toxins in them? Definitely not. Your body is protecting itself again. So they share a cool story. I think I've shared before. This was years when we first opened up our clinic and we have a Hocket machine that helps people detox and whatnot. And we had a client come in and she was average weight. And she was like, I got a gastric bypass surgery. I lost weight really fast and I have been really, really sick ever since. And looking back with all the knowledge I know, I'm like, oh, it's because she's swimming in her own toxins. Like she had this toxin overburden because she lost the weight so unnaturally that her body was forced to lose all that fat. And now she's holding on to chemicals and xenoestrogens and heavy metals and toxins. And that's just circulating in her blood. And it's like going to all of her organs and all of her organs are experiencing inflammation now, right? Like you can't do that. You like... For those people that are holding on to like that stubborn little bit of weight, like there's probably toxins in there, right? So you have to detox and you'll probably find your body starts to like release that fat. Like people that change their diets, you know, they initially lose a bunch of weight and then they stop and they're like, why did I stop? It's like, well, because your body's protecting you probably. You have to detox, detox and get rid of all of those chemicals that are creating inflammation or, you know, hormone dysregulation or something like that. And so this is a very, very real thing. Yes. Your body will hold on to fat to protect you from toxins. 
I don't think people even realize that sometimes why we weight rebound too, is like we lose weight, the toxins are in our bodies, but if you don't properly detox and get it out of your bodies, your body's going to shift towards storing fat to actually get the toxins away from your organs. It's Mm going to shift. So sometimes we get that weight rebound because of poor detoxification in the liver. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of our mindset needs to change too, in that, like I said, our body is protecting us. Our body's keeping us alive every day. And then many women are walking around hating their body and telling their body it sucks because it's angry with it. But really, it's really trying to do its best job. So we Mm -hmm. need to take a step back and ask, okay, what can I do to treat myself better? What can I do to provide my body with better nutrition, better rest, better stress management, whatever it is? It's really our responsibility to provide those things. So when we want to support our detoxification pathways, the liver is so massive that we need to start there, but it's also coming through our skin. We need to pay attention to that. Our urine, our breath, those are all pathways of elimination. Hey listeners, this holiday season, spoil those you love with the gift of comfort and quality and bundle up with cozy earth bedding pajamas that are now finally available on holiday hues. Cozy Earth is by far one of my favorite things I own as its quality is truly unmatched. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo and come with a 10-year warranty. You guys, hardly any company can boast of that type of quality and guarantee. Their loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit, which means if you buy this for your loved ones, they probably won't take it off. Matching holiday PJs this season never felt so good. And as a bonus, Cozy Earth is also providing all Gutsy listeners 40% off site-wide when you use the code Gutsy. So don't hesitate to get your loved ones extra cozy this holiday season with Cozy Earth Apparel. Now back to the show. And, you know, and some other things too, like, yes, detoxification is important, you know, making sure our detox pathways are open, our liver is on board. But eliminating the sources of toxins too is going to be huge. You know, if you're not following just ingredients online, you should be on Instagram, right? Like, cause she talks, like she just shared again, how there are tons dry shampoos have been recalled because they had carcinogenic, uh, like, <gasps> yes. Like, yeah. A like, whole bunch she, of them. She, she was, oh. But she was also saying like, this isn't news people like this keeps mm-hmm. happening. And then she said, remember when we mentioned that they recalled these lotions and they recalled these things this year and they recalled called these things this year because they all had carcinogenic provoking chemicals in them, right? It's like, this isn't news. And so we just really need to be proactive. Like the FDA really doesn't vet products very well. There are no longitudinal studies on these new chemicals that they keep putting in product. You know, we keep saying, oh, these plastics are BPA free, but what did they replace in the BPA? And had that been researched? Absolutely not. Like we should be what? Like, how could they, you know, this, we should just be like, oh yeah, there's another case of this again, you know? And then we just have to be really proactive in protecting ourselves from chemicals. You know, every time people are like, why should we filter our water? That's old news. Like our water contains a ton of stuff. We should know these things, filter your water. Don't eat from plastic, you know, get rid of Mm -hmm. any kind of products that have colorants and chemicals and fragrances in. like just decrease your toxin load because we live in America and our toxin burden is like tremendous, right? Just look at food labels. 
you know, just ingredients and other people on their accounts show this, where you see the ingredients of M&Ms here in the United States, and then the ingredients of M&Ms in Europe, and the ingredients are completely different. There are certain dyes allowed here in the United States that aren't allowed in Europe, right? And so, but why, you know, we should be asking ourselves, why are they allowing it here and not Mm -hmm. there? It's because there's just so much leeway for capitalism and for these companies to just make a boatload of money with very, very toxic ingredients. And it's not because it's in favor of our health. It's in favor of these corporations making a buttload of money off of our bodies, you know? And so just be proactive about it, you know, like get rid of the toxins, get rid of the junk. Just go back to simple, just simple ingredients with our products. So anyways, so toxins detoxification, liver health. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said, because there's a frightening stat, especially because we're talking about women, that women put on five pounds of toxins per year onto our body. That is marketing for our hair, our face, our Mm -hmm. lotion, our fragrance, everything that we're marketed to (laughs) is chemical products. And many of us are forgetting that our skin absorbs things within seconds. We know it does. That's how we apply bioidentical hormones. So we're absorbing chemicals, obviously, when we put on body lotion, fragrance, and then the cleaning products you use in your home. Mm -hmm. No, you're not licking your counter, but you're touching your counter. You're licking your hands. You're putting your hands on your face in your kid's mouth. Mm -hmm. So exactly. We can definitely reduce these toxic burdens by changing out those products. Another really good resource is ewg.org slash skin deep. Love them. That one, you can put in any product. It'll give you a score of one to 10. How toxic is it? We definitely address all of that in this detoxification pillar because like you said, we want to reduce that load to begin with. And then when we jump into pillar two, which is nutrition, we want to look at the specific foods that are good for you. And I'm personally not a proponent of any one diet. People come to me on all kinds of diets. I really think we should just be eating whole foods. And the variation of which whole foods for you might vary from my body to your body with how much you crave meat, for example, or don't want to eat meat. But whole foods seems to be just the simplest answer for everybody because whole foods don't have ingredients lists. Whole foods is chicken, sweet potato, broccoli. That's a whole meal right there. It's all the kind of processed packaged things that make it a lot more difficult. Right. And unfortunately, that sort of also falls on women because that really ramped up in the 80s when women went to work. Women wanted to work. Then we ended up having two adults in the home working full time, much less time for cooking. Mm-hmm. If you know any housewives or women who get who stay home and cook and clean and do all of those things, they will tell you, and I say that I'm not, but I can, I've been told that they're like, I could literally stay in the kitchen all day with The prep, the cooking, and the cleaning for three meals, you could literally be in the kitchen all day doing that. Mm -hmm. So now that we have both parents working full time, 40 hours plus, there's no time for food like that. There's not food preparation like that. And that's when we got brought in all of these frozen meals, processed meals. So it filled a niche, it filled a hole, absolutely. But it's marketed in a way that's like low fat, healthy, and we know We've seen the trends and the fads for the last X amount of years of high fat, low fat, high carb, all of that stuff. And how at the end of the day, it doesn't work. Right. We, like you were talking about, we get these rebound diet, increase and decrease weight all the time. Mm-hmm. And 
it has a lot more to do with what we're putting on our body, but then also our body's hormonal balance and everything else going on. That's part of this like very, very frustrating piece for women and weight loss it is everywhere we see it's like, oh, be in a calorie deficit, calories in, calories out, move your body. Easy as that. That's it. And women do that. And women end up actually over-exercising and under-eating because that's the information. But no one has said, oh, your hormones can actually block all that weight loss. Doesn't matter what you do. Your hormones are unbalanced. You're stuck. Doesn't and matter. like you tell a woman that and she's like, oh, well, <laughs> crap. Mm -hmm. Like I've been trying so hard and getting nowhere, which yep. is obviously very frustrating. So we need to look at you as an entire person to get where we want to go essentially. And that's why we always include in my practice, we're always using the four pillars of health. That's just what we've called it. But detoxification is the beginning part of that. And, you know, as we were talking about nutrition, the second part, it reminds me of an interview we did with Megan Ritchie. She focuses on PCOS and works mostly with PCOS people. And she was saying like, as far as like nutrition goes, and I really love this kind of baseline. She's like three cups of leafy greens and three cups of cruciferous vegetables a day. If you want to really support your hormones, make sure that is a core pillar because those leafy greens allow for a lot of nutrient density, fiber, detoxification, as well as the cruciferous vegetables. They have all that sulforaphane in them, which helps with like estrogen detoxification, which is what we were talking about earlier, right? It's yeah. like liver. Yeah. what people don't realize is like your liver requires a boatload of resources to mm -hmm. not only biosynthesize your hormone, but detoxify the hormone that you don't need and get rid of all the gunk in your body. It's kind of like if you were to go on a shopping spree every single day, you need a lot of money to go on a shopping spree. <laughs> so like the liver needs a lot of biological currency to do its detoxification. It's literally going on a, you know, the equivalent of a shopping spree every day. And so we need to get that currency from our foods, from nutrient dense foods, right? Which are our vegetables and our leafy greens and our cruciferous and whatnot. And so a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to go on a liver cleanse and then they do juicing. And it's like, no, you can't just mm -hmm. juice one, they juice a lot of fruits, which is terrible for your liver, but you can't just juice things because you actually need amino acids, which you get from proteins and collagen and bone broth. And you also need that fiber too, because that fiber is a big part of that phase three in your detoxification cycle in your liver, right? And so if people are like, yeah, I'm supporting my liver by juicing, you're actually not, you're burdening your liver by juicing. So please be mindful that it's a little bit more complex. You know, I'm kind of talking about your first and your second pillar right now, your detox yeah. and your nutrition, but you know, like, it's just like, make sure that one, we are detoxing our bodies efficiently and well, and two, that we're getting that nutrient density because our bodies require a lot of and I like to call it biological currency in the form of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and amino acids and fatty acids to do their job. So I love that. Detoxification is number one. Nutrition is number two. What is number three? So number three is your hormones. That's when we start to look directly at your hormones with either testing, depending like what's happening. And that's when we would start to use supplementation herbs to further balance the hormones or bioidenticals if we're doing a prescription as well. What kind of testing do you like to do? A lot of people are like, well, which tests, which ones are your favorite? Mm -hmm. So ideally we want to use either saliva or urine for hormone testing. Mm -hmm. We get, that's how we can get those metabolites we were talking about when your estrogen is broken into those different forms. We want to see that. 
so that we can see what's being pushed in the liver, how much support we need, whether it's in phase one, two or three. So the Dutch test is really fantastic for that. Quite expensive because we're in Canada. So we got the conversion, the shipping, all of that. But we try to do it when we can. Otherwise, we also will look at saliva-based testing. And that we're using right now Rocky Mountain Analytical, which is a Canadian company. But we have access to kind of whatever we need. Those are probably the top two that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And then I always, I want to preface too, because so many women, so we get so many questions that's like, well, tell me what supplement to take. Mm -hmm. And that always takes me back to step one again, because if you're not digesting properly, me giving you a supplement isn't going to do anything. And I don't want you to waste your money. I, I really don't. I want this to work. I want you to feel better. But that does mean we have to do step one first. Of mm-hmm. course, there are supplements that will help balance your hormones and push them in the right direction or the wrong one if you take the wrong one. So they're not benign as well. That's a conversation that gets kind of sticky because as naturopathic doctors, we get kind of on one end. It's like, oh, you're just trying to make money and sell supplements. And then on the other end, it's like, well, just tell me this supplement. And <laughs> we got to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because I don't want to give you a supplement that's not going to work if you're not digesting, your body's not going to use it, you're throwing money away. Yep. If you buy your supplements off Amazon, you're throwing your money away. There's no guarantee that you're actually getting what you purchase when you do it that way. So we just want to be more careful than, oh, to get rid of this, take that. Because mm-hmm. in your body, that might not be the case. And you may not need supplements. In so many women, we do pillar one and they're fine. Like young women are so fun to work with. I shouldn't even say young women. It's women who are like just not perimenopausal yet because their hormones have been, they've gone up and down. They've done the dance. We've had the stress in our lives, but not for as long as say a woman in her fifties and sixties. We just have a much more chronic condition at that point. So we generally need more support. But I find with women up to kind of mid thirties, we can heal up that digestion and detoxification pathways. And we don't need to manipulate the hormones nearly as much because in a lot of cases for a lot of women, it's this inflammatory load that's causing a lot of the problems and not your actual hormones. Right. Yep. It's just looking upstream. You just look upstream, you fix problems upstream and the hormones just magically like solve themselves. It's really beautiful. You know, and our healing hormones are like second to last, you know, when we're like, Hey, exactly all the other functional systems that really govern how hormones are going to convert in your body. You know, I mean, we all just want to skip ahead to the thing that makes us feel alive and vivacious, but it's like, no, there's actually a lot of work upstream that you have to work on first. I have a quick question. This is kind of like a selfish question too, because right now in our office, we're trying to figure out what is best saliva or Dutch testing. Do you get enough information from saliva testing with hormones or do you feel like Dutch is really, really necessary because Dutch is expensive. It's like 400 bucks. And so we're really trying to figure out in our office, is it worth it to do Dutch testing for some cases? I think Dutch testing is going to be more warranted in that older person. Mm. I say that because we have a lot more changes. Like I said, we've had that chronicity a lot longer. So Mm. I think the liver is going to need much more help. And especially if you're looking to do a prescription bioidentical hormones going Mm. that route, you really want to make sure you're converting the right way so that you're not bumping up that bad estrogen. 
Mm-hmm. So I think if it comes down to like, if you could say an age, it would uh, reason specifically, I would go with age or the severity of the symptoms of what you're looking at. Because I do find that I can get enough information from the saliva test in a younger person, essentially, that we just want to see the levels, see how much discrepancy there is between the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Mm-hmm. And we can typically manipulate that quite a bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to hear the main medical system's opinion on the Dutch test, because as my nurse practitioner has been, I've been prompting her to research Dutch and to research all of these things, you know, because we want to hone in more on hormone health and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And it's interesting because she's like, well, I spoke with the pharmacist and they think Dutch testing is a waste of time and money because it's just like the metabolites in the urine that are already excreted and used up. And so I have to gently prompt and be like, yes. And let's just make sure we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because again, I'm not a medical professional, right? And so I don't really have a lot of clout in persuading people's opinions on this, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I have to say, but a lot of the lead experts in hormones, they actually really rely on this. So let's just keep learning more, right? And so it's been really eye-opening to see how the mainstream world, the mainstream medical model really treats hormones. And it just, it feels a little archaic in my opinion that they're not open to understanding more information and more research. And so as my nurse practitioner is researching this more, you know, Dr. Carrie Jones, she works in the Dutch company, right? And so when I'm talking with my nurse practitioner, she's like, man, that Dr. Carrie Jones is brilliant. I'm like, yeah, I know. Keep (laughs) Keep listening to her. Keep going down that path because like they know what they're talking about, right? It's just been really interesting to see the dichotomy between mainstream medicine and how they view hormones and then the alternative world and how you actually have to go and do your own research outside of your medical training. And so- um, Definitely. Well, it's something that I notice, and it, it freaks me out, to be honest, because it's the complete opposite of the way I view our body and how I learned about it, because our mainstream medical system is basically saying, ignore your body. We're going to give you this drug. It's going to cover up what's going on. Don't worry. Don't Whereas worry. you have, <laughs> <Nothing's> <laughs> <you've got> these, <laughs> it's, it's all good. We've got, you know, naturopathic doctors, functional medicine doctors, these other practitioners like holistic nutritionists, all these other practitioners who are like, but I learned all this physiology and biochemistry. And I'm pretty sure if we replace the vitamins that we've lost, we can address it. And that's always the piece that I find honestly alarming. Why are we suddenly erasing, like medical doctors also did physiology and biochemistry and embryology. We learn the exact same basic sciences to get to where we are. It really just feels like it's been, like you said, it's been thrown out with the bathwater. It's just Mm -hmm. like, we're going to ignore that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense to me because we can then look at say our house plants because everyone got so many plants during COVID. And people will be like, oh my God, my plant is, the, it's light green instead of dark green. What do I do? I better check the sunlight, the temperature, the water, the soil, the blah, blah, blah. Yet our own body, we're like, oh man, I'm super tired and I don't feel good and I can't poop. Oh, well, I'll have a Coke and not worry about it. Like, why do we do that? Yeah, <laughs> and then we could go further and like, you have a newborn baby. It's very important. Your newborn baby gets these nutrients and, you know, X, Y, Z, this amount of sleep, these routines, blah, blah, blah. That child turns six and all that goes out the door. And it's like, "Eh, well, they're a full body now. We don't need to worry about it. Like (laughs) what? (laughs) Uh Like everything goes now. Good luck. You know? Yeah. 
Um, no okay. big deal. So we covered the third pillar, which is now you work on hormones. Maybe we supplement, maybe we do all of these things. What is the fourth pillar? So the fourth pillar is lifestyle, which is obviously massive. That's including your stress, your exercise and your sleep. So if we don't address those three things, like the way you live, we're always going to have this barrier because the amount that you exercise is going to either support your cortisol level, which is your stress hormone, or be detrimental to it. Same with the amount of sleep you're getting. Our body is working on a diurnal rhythm, our circadian rhythm. So if we're not playing nice with that, our hormones are off immediately. And we see that. We know that information with evidence to our night shift workers. Like they're affected. And we're obviously we need night shift workers. So that's something we have to change when we're treating someone who works like that. But the majority of people aren't. So we just need to change those lifestyle habits to essentially play nicely with your body so that you can play nicely with your hormones. I love that. You know, and a lot of people are, might be aware of this. So there's this thing called a cortisol steal that when your cortisol increases, it actually steals your DHEA, which is your precursor to sex hormones. And so if you are literally stealing from the precursor to your sex hormones, you have this imbalance of sex hormone production. And so, yeah, I love that that is the fourth pillar. So Dr. Annie, if people are on this journey to heal their hormones, one, how can they find you? How can they get more information? What resources do you have out there to help them get started? So I have a free resource that's in the link in my bio on my TikTok account, which is called at the period doctor. It's only that on TikTok. There's a different period doctor on Instagram. So (laughs) she might also have a free resource. Not sure. (laughs) Um, But mine is there. And then the website is called symptomfreeperiods.com, where you can also get that free handout. There's also, I have step one, my detoxification program. That's a 21 day cleanse for $27 as well. So it's meant to be very attainable for everybody because we all need that. And so that's our step one. Whether you're dealing with, you know, your period symptoms, like your PMS, really painful cramping, headaches, acne, weight gain, digestion stuff. It really does address that, that first step in attacking that inflammatory response. So on TikTok, it's the period doctor. And then the website is symptomfreeperiods.com. And my email is Savage at gmail.com if you just want to email me too. This has been very, very helpful. And I'm sure listeners are just going to eat this all up because again, who doesn't want healthier periods and hormone balances, right? Like when our hormones are happy, we are happy, like less inflammation, less mood swings, less painful periods, better weight stabilization. So thank you so much for your time and your energy and your resources. You guys go ahead, check out those links and those free downloads and her programs. I'm sure they will be very, very helpful for you guys. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.